Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program is brought to you in part by our marketing partners. Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States, here's Rapping on Racing. This is the Banker Bob thought for this evening. Remember, when you go to court, you're putting yourself in the hands of 12 people who weren't smart enough to get out of jury duty. Good evening and welcome to Rappin' on Racing, July 4, 2023. want to wish everybody a safe and happy 4th of July. The 4th of July celebrates the passage of the Declaration of Independence by the Continental Congress on July 4, 1776. Tyler Harris has a wonderful report from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway that includes Victory Lane comments from Carmen Pergo and Brandon Burgoon. In a separate segment, Tyler did a great interview with Rush late model driver Cassidy Chemiker. I had a chance to talk with Jason Bush about his recent modified feature win at Jennerstown. Lucas Oil late model driver Brock Pinkeris spoke with Dave Oliveri at the Firecracker, and I think you will enjoy that. Adam Kostelnik, one of the most successful asphalt race car drivers in the area, did a great interview with Howie Bayless. And I appreciate the kind words Adam mentioned about my efforts with local racing. Kenny and Kyle Burkholder had a great time talking with Howie Bayless. Howie spent a couple of nights at Jennerstown when they weren't racing at Latrobe, and we really appreciate all his efforts. We have some Victory Lane interviews with modified feature winner Garrett Crummert, John Mollick in the sprints, Cole Holden in the Rush Modifieds, and Ricky Lewis in the Boss Sprint Cars. I hope you enjoy today's show, and I thank you for being a listener. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Tyler Harris. If Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway were located a few miles north or south of where it stands in Imperial, racing most likely would not have happened due to the inclement weather that surrounded Dirt's Monster Half Mile on Saturday night. Regardless, it was a tremendous night with seven divisions of racing on tap, 
featured by the MPD Racing Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series, which was presented by Falcone's Moon Township Automotive. They had a two-night swing in western Pennsylvania with rippin' Ricky Lewis picking up the win at the Lernerville Speedway the night prior. Ricky got right back into work as he led the first 23 laps of the race. Carmen Perigo of Stoystown made the race-winning move on lap number 24 and fended off Ricky Lewis to pick up his first Boss Wingless Sprint Car victory at PPMS, the second of his career as he has an E-Mod victory from back in 2011. The winningest driver of the year with the Boss Sprint Cars to date had this to say in victory lane. Stoystown, Pennsylvania native, keeps the title here in PA, and you're all smiles out here in victory lane. What a race. Yeah, it was pretty good there. Uh, I knew the slick wasn't, you know, Ricky's deal, and it really didn't have a top, and I saw him move down a lane on the top, and I said, I think he's struggling a little bit, so we're going to put a little pressure on here. Well, you made it work, especially through lap traffic. Not only do you have your hands full with Rip and Ricky Lewis, you've got two lap cars ahead of you. They're jockeying for position, so you don't want to disrupt that battle, but you got to get to the lead, and you got to do so quickly as those laps are coming to a close. Yeah, that, that's one of those deals where it's better to be in second and, and take a couple chances. I mean, he, he had no idea where anybody was, you know, and he's just tiptoeing. He doesn't want to hit a lap car, and they tell him he has a half a lap lead. So I know what it was like, and I, I capitalized on that. Talk about your season so far. 2023 has been a great one to you here. You come into this year, I think, with only one feature win to your credit, and now you are the series leader this season in 2023 with a handful of wins. So you've got to be real pleased with where your racing program is since this year. Yeah, we struggled before, and uh, we hit on a couple things on the car. We, we race a lot of different cars, and I'm applying a lot of things that really aren't sprint car on here, and it seems to be working. People you want to thank for getting you here in victory lane multiple times this season. Yeah, I got to thank John and Kelly Stamen, my car owners, uh, my family. They're all standing here. I mean, I'd, she she cuts the grass and does everything around the house because all I can think about is race cars. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, tonight's feature winner, Carmen Perigo, gets it done for the MPD Racing Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series. Ricky Lewis would hold on for a second, and Isaac Chappell earned his second third-place finish of the weekend, pleased, though, as he felt his car was at its best in the closing laps. The Jerry Rents Hovis Auto and Truck Supply Rush Sportsman Modifieds presented by Born to Run Lubricants were back in action for their first of three races in the month of July. And it was Tyona's Cole Holden who made the best of a last-minute decision to attend, picking up the 15-lap feature victory for his efforts. 2021 track champion Chelsea Craigish led laps early and made it difficult for Holden to make the race-winning move on lap number seven. Craigish earned the runner-up honors. Third one to the 2022 champion Jacob Jordan, who also looked strong in the closing stages of the race. Our TMT Transportation Action Event Divisions are headlined by the Rourke Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models, and Brandon Burgoon earned his second win of the season. Brandon's five-year-old son, Mark, aspires to be an announcer someday, and he had the honor of interviewing Dad in Victory Lane. So Brandon making his way to the front of the car, and we made a promise, Brandon. Your son sitting on the car here wants to be an announcer someday, which is very touching. But he, we've made the agreement the next time you win, he gets to ask the first question in victory lane. So, what is your question to your father? Uh, how did you win, Daddy? <laughs> uh, this car was awesome tonight. Uh, I mean, it just was perfect from hot laps. Uh, I'll say I, I was getting so nervous with all them cautions at the end there, but I just got to thank my... Uh, Ken, Bob, my dad, uh, for putting the work in on this car. I feel like I've been driving terrible lately. 
So I was really hoping to get a win here soon. But this this car was just awesome tonight. Second belonged to the Steel City Outlaw, Tim Schaefer. And let's hear it for Jake Gunn, who rounded out your podium on Saturday night. The Penn Ohio Pro Stock saw A.J. Poljak earn a season-first victory. The points leader initially dominated the 15-lap feature, but company from second, third, and fourth crept in through the closing laps. The defending points champion had built up enough of a lead, though, to ensure his victory. Second went to Jason Fosnott and Brett McDonald's silver number 25 car, and slick Nick Kachuba dominated his heat race earlier in the night and brought his number 10 car home in third. The Hobby Sox had Everyone on the edge of their seats and on the tips of their toes in the opening laps as you could stuff the top six cars in a shoebox as this race got started. After 15 laps, it was Steven Sheltman yet again who earned the honors in his third win of the season. He dedicated this victory to 2016 hobby stock champion Casey Grumling, who was recovering from a work accident in the hospital. Had a major surgery as well, so rest up, Casey, and we're all thinking of you. Points leader Garrett O'Patchen finished second on the night, and Logan Catellus would earn the second runner-up honors. The Crawford Auto Repair open four-cylinder saw Kyle Janis lay claim to victory yet again. This guy has been brilliant all season as he aims for his first career track championship. Second went to Butler's Levi Mascal, who also made the last-minute decision to run with us. And points leader Susie Rudolph completed the podium. The always safe flagging and traffic control young guns were the final feature of the night. The dark horse himself, Gavin Kakalis, is on fire as he took the checkered flag after making the race-winning pass on lap number seven. The 15-year-old has three career wins, all of which have come this season. Kirsten Chernick was second best in the field, and Sadie Snatchko overcame some problems with her car to complete the top three. Next up at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway is autograph night. The most popular night at the Speedway by far where you, the fans, can come onto the front stretch, meet the drivers, see their cars up close, and grab their autographs. Information for this event can be found at ppms.com where you can also find the full rundown of our results from this past event and past events from out the 2023 racing season. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube by searching PA Motor Speedway. Still to come on the show, we will have an interview with Cassidy Kamaker, driver in the Rourke Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models, as she discusses her successful night from Saturday, July the 1st, and highlights the upcoming Herb Scott Memorial on Saturday, July the 15th for the Flint's Tire Touring Series event that will contain the Hovis Auto and Truck Supply Rush Late Models presented by Born to Run Lubricants. So we look forward to the Herb Scott Memorial yet again on Saturday, July July the 15th. Reporting for Rapid on Racing, I'm Tyler Harris. The month of July at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway is shaping up to be a thrilling month of entertainment at Dirt's Monster Half Mile. On Saturday, July the 1st, Falcone's Moon Township Automotive presents the Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series. The wingless daredevils fight one another to tame Dirt's Monster Half Mile. On Saturday, July the 8th, it's autograph night where everyone will get to meet the drivers and see the cars up close on the front stretch of the Speedway. Saturday, July 15th, it's the annual Herb Scott Memorial featuring the Rush Late Model Touring Series. One week later on July 22nd, our TMT Transportation Action Event Divisions will be on display as the Rush Sportsman Modifieds join us for another visit. 
And the month rounds out on July 29th with the Rush Sprint Cars, headlining a TMT transportation action event. Visit ppms.com today. Search PA Motor Speedway on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, home of Dirt's Monster Half Mile. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Tyler Harris. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now on Rapid on Racing is a driver who had a very standout night this past Saturday at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. We are with Cassidy Kamaker. Cassidy, welcome onto the show and thank you for your time. Hi, how are you doing today? I am wonderful. Unfortunately, I, I think I might be a little bit better than you in this current moment. <laughs> but uh, let's let's go ahead and recap what happened for you on Saturday night. You go into the heat race and you win the thing. Your first ever career heat race victory in the Rush Late Models. How does it feel? Honestly, I, I knew we had a good car after hot laps and I felt really good. But I really didn't think I was going to win it because um, I haven't been too good on the starts that was my one thing i get good in the races as they go on i'm not good off the bat because i'm i don't want to wreck the car on like the first lap or anything so i wait till i get comfortable but then it's hard to catch up with everyone and for the first time i just mashed the gas and was like i'm gonna go for it and i never seen anyone again and i was very very surprised well i i don't know i mean it was just a matter of time really until we saw that car get to the front the 72b and it finally happened and it kind of and, and the funny thing was too is it wasn't like you you know you didn't earn it the competition that was there you have some heavy drivers coming through and you had some challenges late in the race as well did you see the second place driver trying to, to make the pass there toward the end no, I never, I never seen him. Whenever we uh, got the green flag going down the back stretch, I felt someone bump into my right rear quarter panel, and once I pulled in, it was dented in. But after that, I didn't know how close they were. I was just hope oh, there's. I'd pay attention to the flag. Oh, we're halfway. Oh, there's only one to go. Hopefully, we can do it. And then he threw the checkered flag, and I was very excited. What were the nerves like in that moment when you see the white flag and you know where you're at and you know that the the challenge is coming? What were you feeling? What were you thinking? What was going through your head? What was going on behind the helmet? I seen the white flag and I was like, last lap, but I told myself it wasn't. I told myself I still had 10 laps to go, so I didn't get my nerves up and I didn't want to mess up and lose the spot. So I just kept telling myself, oh, nope, you still have a long way to go. <laughs> so, yeah, because in one and two, the best part about that is 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 you, you start to think as an announcer, are the nerves going to kind of come into factor here? But you drove through one and two flawlessly. That may have been your best corner of the entire race, and you actually started to pull the distance back between yourself and second, and the gap closed a little bit there in three and four. But nonetheless, you had, you had made enough of a gap to suffice to win. Uh, so that was really special. It was really cool to see, and uh, I, you had a lot of people out there cheering for you i think a lot of people who come often or come you know on a weekly basis even for that matter know your story know that you're have been putting in the time the work the effort and we're very happy to see you uh, get that first win so uh congratulations once again thank you so going into the feature, you talked about being a little bit of a late bloomer, so to say. Uh, you get a roll in there toward the, the middle stages and ending stages of the race where you start to get your comfort zone worked in. Uh, you were running, in, I believe, in the sixth spot at one point and started to work your way forward. You made the pass for fourth there about midway. So it looked like things were heading in the right direction for you as well in the feature. Yeah, I, 
I went good on the start, and I kind of fell back to sixth, and I was kind of like, oh, man, like, hopefully I don't keep falling back. And the next thing you know, I was, like, catching them, and I passed him, and then I passed the 77, and I just saw it, like, wow, I just passed those people, and they're really good. <laughs> and I just kept going, and then the caution came out, and I was like, no, the caution came out, and everyone's going to catch back up, and I hate the restarts because... I feel like everyone gets real antsy in that first turn, and that's where everything happens, and everyone wrecks, and that's what I'm scared of is wrecking the car. <laughs> well, unfortunately, your fears came true. Uh, we'll go ahead and talk about it now. Over in turns three and four, uh, talk to us about what happened. I mean, I saw it from my standpoint. The fans saw it from theirs. The people watching on the cushion saw it as well. But, uh, you know, what what was going on behind the visor there and, and what led to the events over in turn number four after making contact with Petrell? Yeah, we got the green, and we are going good. I'm pretty sure I stayed in fourth, and then I seen him go into the turn real low, and I seen him skate up, and he went sideways. And I was like, do I go to the top? Do I go to the bottom? And I chose to go to the bottom, and then he started to move a little bit, and I just smashed right into the back of him. But he did. He came over and apologized after the races, and he was, you could tell he was upset that he did it to me, and he took full responsibility, and I said, it's just a racing thing. I was mad when it happened, because I couldn't see. To me, like, my worst fear comes true, like, oh, like, we're done for the season. The car's, like, the whole front end's destroyed, but it was just um, the rad and a hood and a couple hoses. Other than that, everything's fine, and we'll be back on Saturday. Well, that's good news. That's really good to hear. Autograph night, it's always a big night at the races there at Pittsburgh. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you're just joining us, we're talking with Cassie DeCamaker, driver of car number 72B in the Rourke Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, coming off her first career heat race win. Uh, just talked a little bit about the feature there, and now we're going to talk a little bit about what's to come. you got autograph night next Saturday. Happy to hear that you'll be back. What's an event like that for you? Uh, what's it mean for you to be uh, a driver and a young driver at that? I, what, you're still in your teens, right? I just turned 20 in May. Okay. All right. So you just turned 20. So, I mean, you're a youthful driver and, you know, you you have a lot of kids looking up to you. Um, So I presume that a night like this on Saturday, July the 8th for autograph night, that's a big night and an important night for you to be at. I, I think autograph night is probably my favorite night overall. I love getting to see the little kids and they just get so excited because, oh, they get to meet a race car driver. And I remember whenever I was that little kid sitting up in the stands watching my dad and I would get excited to come down and collect all the pictures that they signed and I'd put them in a little book and I'd be so excited because I got everyone's autograph. So I just, I love taking pictures with the kids. I love, I'll sign anything. I'll sit there and have a conversation with them. I just love it. That's awesome. That's good to hear. It's good to see people like reinvesting themselves, being in that spot before. I was in that spot. I had an autograph book. I had a uh, photo book with autographs on it too. So I 100% understand and realize where you're coming from and to see you kind of passing that on now and passing that torch to the young and future generation of racers. That's really cool, Cassidy. So I commend you for that. <laughs> Then after that, Saturday, July the 15th, the first Flynn's Tire Touring Series event for the Havas Auto and Truck Supply Rush Late Models presented by Born to Run Lubricants coming up. An event as called the Herb Scott Memorial is coming up in two weeks' time. And uh, I know you. You got your eyes crossed on that one. You're going to be dotting your I's and crossing your T's and getting that car ready and prepared for that race. So uh, not only do we pay homage and honor a, a, a racer who pretty much helped trailblaze the way in western Pennsylvania, but – 
it's an important event too because some of the top regional racers make their way and try to invade and take on the local drivers. So what's it going to take for a local driver such as yourself to fend off these uh, these heavy hitters coming into town on uh, in two weeks? Well, if I remember correctly, last year, whenever Rush came, I was always like just right there, just like one spot off in the heat race for making it. I was always just one spot off. Now that we have the car like right where I want it and I can drive it through both turns and not have to worry about spinning out, I'm kind of I'm kind of confident for the first time that I think I might actually make the show. Well, that's good. Confidence is always a good thing. And whenever it comes to competing on the rush level, um, even though the results haven't been exactly where you want them to be, uh, you definitely can't shy away from the fact that you are a Futures Cup champion and a Wheelman of the Year uh, honoree uh, with the Rush Series. So tell us a little bit about that and what goes into becoming those um, kind of titles. So um, I got the Futures Cup, and that is for any driver that is – under the age of 19, I believe, and I got that my second year racing with them. I was competing for it my first year, but I think it was uh, Logan. He was just, I forget how much, how many points ahead of me, so I didn't get it my first year, but I did end up getting it my second year, but my first year, I got the Wheelman Championship. And that's based off of all the non-qualifier races that you run. So I had the highest points for that. So I won that my first year. And then this past year, I finished third in the track pack points for Pittsburgh with Rush. That's great. Absolutely wonderful. And and not to mention, too, that's in your first, what, two or three years of racing with Rush also? Yeah, those were the first three years. This is my fourth year. So you've earned pretty much honors in all three years to this point. So, I mean, it's not like you're any slouch when it comes to the local competition or even the regional for that matter, though you don't really tend to fall, uh, f- go too far outside of the uh, the, the walls of Pittsburgh. Uh, but whenever the, the regional cars come, you're definitely one to look at. So um, I'm, I'm excited to see how, how it all plays out. you got a couple more Flint's Tire Touring Series events coming up with the Rush Late Models, August 5th, the George Steel City Classic, and two nights of the Bill Hendren Memorial to close off the season so uh i guess the herb scott's a nice little uh, stepping stone to see what the other three uh rush touring series races has in store for you yeah i'm i'm excited and i'm excited for the bill Hendren at the end of the year i love the pittsburgher i love the two-day show and i love that lucas comes and getting to watch them race around here i like when rush comes i like when there's a little bit more competition because on a weekly basis we get like 14 cars i think once or twice this year we had like 19 so i like having a little bit more competition and the people that come with rush they're good racers so i like i watch them and kind of learn from them like oh they ran this line and turns three and four in this line and one and two i'm gonna try that because they were really fast well, there you go. Not shying away from competition. That helps build character and build some uh, strength and courage going forward. So, Cassidy, we're going to close up here. we got some uh, commercial breaks coming up, but uh, one last chance to thank some of your sponsors and some of the people who helped make this all happen for you. Especially my mom and dad. They, My dad is at the garage every night, and he lets me go do things, and he'll work on the car, and he lets me go be a kid still. And my mom, too, they really helped. They really put in the money to make it so that I can race every Saturday. And my Uncle Jay, he's always at the garage anytime we need him. And my boyfriend, John, he does all the tires, and he's there every Saturday. And 
Tim and Nick, they come over and help when they can, and everyone that helps at the track, because it's always, anyone will come over and help if we need it. And I want to thank my sponsors, Superior Marine Services, Copco, Auto Services, Morley's Welding, Greater Pit Body and Paint, McLean and Sun Construction, Pro-X Pressure Washing, Classic Landscaping, and a special thanks to Vic Potts. He's a family friend, and he just randomly sent us a check in the mail and was like, here, I'm going to sponsor the car just put my name on it. <laughs> i tell you what, I, I do have to ask. It's very curious of, of Vic to help out there, but uh, did you have a list written out there, or is that right off the top of the, the mind? Nope, that was right off the top of my mind. All right. I That's the car like in hear. my head. <laughs> Very well, Cassidy. That's very awesome. So congratulations once again on your first career heat waste win. And now the next step is that first career feature win. And we'll see if Cassidy Kamaker in card number 72B out of Aliquippa, Pennsylvania can't make it happen this season at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Thank you so much, Cassidy, for your time and good luck in the rest of the season. Thank you. I hope to see you at the track. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. Number One Cochrane has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store. Or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away. Number one, Cochrane. See it all at Cochrane.com. And now back to Don Gamble and more Rapping on Racing. All right, listeners, joining us now, the most recent modified feature winner at the Jennerstown Speedway, Jason Bush. Jason, good evening. How are you? Good evening, Don. I'm well. Thank you. You got to be feeling good. You know, when you. The, the, the modified competition up there is unbelievable. It's. it's uh, and on any given night, okay, so far the only winners up there would be uh, Doug and Dale Glessner, you and Anthony Aiello. Uh, so that's that's a tough deal. 
Yeah, it really is. And, you know, we got a lot of tough competition out there. We got Tom Golick. He's been running well. Um, John Fama, Adam Henry, when he comes up, he's tough. Um, you know, we got six guys that could win on any given night. Your stats are pretty good, and you're uh, currently the point leader, which is kind of nice. Okay, there have been nine races. You have nine top fives. That's pretty impressive. And then picking up the win on Saturday. Uh, Golick's behind you in the points. He's a past champion. He's going to be nipping at your heels here. And then you mentioned Fama, Glessner, uh, some of the uh, some of the guys in this division. Now, uh, Anthony doesn't run on a regular basis. Why is that? Uh, that I'm not sure. You'd have to ask him. Uh, I, I really don't know the answer. You know, maybe he's uh, spending more time with the wife now or you know, you'd have to talk to him on that one. Well, you mentioned wife. You and Tina have been together since 2015, and she's become a big part of your pit crew. Uh, and that's really nice when not only can uh, she be there to watch you race, but she can be part of why you're racing. Yeah, we've actually been together since 2010. We started dating. We got married in 2015, so we're coming up on our eight-year anniversary yeah. in August. And... uh yeah, she's definitely my rock. With Without her help and support, you know, it would be tough. Um, she's there every week, and she wasn't going to come this past weekend. She said, ah, I might stay home. And then she decided to come, and I'm like, see, I'm glad you came now because yeah. now you got to keep coming because I won. What are her responsibilities on race night? Um, she helps me get in the car, helps me strap in. Um and every time before feature, because I always forget to write, we have to write down our tire numbers on uh, a tire card. And uh, I always forget to do that. So she writes down all the all the serial numbers on the tires to give them to the tech guy when we cross the scales. And then she's right there with me to, to write down all my tire sizes when I, when I set the tires and tire pressures and stuff like that. So she helps me out a great bit. Now, any adjustments recently that would account for being able to pick up that feature win? You always say that, you know, we're, we're working to get better. We're working to get better. Uh, any changes? Yeah, you know, really, I mean, we just, we've been working on a car week in and week out. Uh, Mike Bacalon, he's a big help. He comes down the shop and, and, you know, I always say races are one in the shop, not at the track. You've got to work on your car to get it better week in and week out and when you don't have any oopses on the track you could always come home and make the car better each week and it's just very minute changes uh, we changed the position of a shock this week we didn't like the way it was so we we moved the shock mount a little bit and that, that might have helped a little bit um but we just got every week we've been really close on on dialing the car in better and better and you know we just keep working at it well, you mentioned Mike Bacalon, former driver and big winner on the asphalt. Uh, to have someone like that helping you, it's almost like he can feel what you feel while he's watching your race. Yeah, it really is. Um, you know, I, he used to be my competitor up there, and he beat me all the time. And he'll tell you some stories about beating me with a car that was half battered and half the body was missing one night and that's it's a funny story he got to tell it because he makes it hilarious and he reminds me of it all the time how did you get him on board uh with your team 
Well, last year he was helping Greg Burbage a lot, and uh, he would come over to my shop every once in a blue moon and, and help me out and give me some pointers. And uh, over the winter, you know, after last year we had that bad crash and it tore up the back end of the car <clears throat> pretty bad. So over the winter he said, well, we're going to take it out to my house at my garage and we're going to rebuild that car. So we rebuilt everything in the back half of the car, and then we changed stuff on the front half of the car to the way he wanted to do it, and it has made a big difference. Well, before this became uh, a Bacalon Bush chassis, what kind was it originally? It was originally a left-hander. Billy Rebar raced it back in the Motordrome days. I think 2008 he bought it, so it was brand new in 08. And then he sold it to a guy that raced it in Erie. And then I bought it in 16, and it was still a left-hander with the regular clip on it. And then in 2019, uh, 18, we, we bent the clip in a hit on the wall, and I took it to Steve Baker out in Ohio, and he put the Howell Fab clip on it. So now it's kind of a Howell left-hander and MB chassis. So it's like a fi- 57 variety chassis. Yeah. yeah, it's like Heinz 57. Well, this doesn't happen by accident. Let's talk about the guys that helped pay the bills. <clears throat> yeah, I got to thank uh, my newest sponsor, uh, Fazio Heating and Cooling. He come on board. He's been watching me for a few years, and uh, over the winter we talked, and he came on board. I have uh, ACS Hobbies in Monroeville. Uh, they do all the RC cars, boats, planes, trains, you name it. They have it out there. Uh, Burkett Building and Design, they do custom home remodeling. They're out of uh, Swiss Bell, PA. I got the Triangle Bar and Grill, which has been on my car for 30 years. And they supply me with the food to feed my guys every week and helps out when I need it. We got Lucci's Collision Center, who paints my car blue every year and makes it look great. And then we have Fairways Lounge in North Braddock and Colgan Towing. You know, you mentioned the Triangle Bar. Some of my favorite visits with you up at Jennerstown were when you I'd go in a trailer and you say, would you like a Triangle Bar hoagie? Yes, I would. <laughs> Quite a place. Now, the color of the car is beautiful, and the lettering is outstanding. And some of the things that your people have done with that make it one of the best-looking cars at the track. Oh, yeah, I appreciate it. Um, yeah, Lucci, he, I, I don't know the actual color. He tells me it's a, it might be a Porsche color. I, I don't know, but he mixes it up, and, and he gets it right every year, and it, and it looks great. And ACS Hobbies does all my vinyl work now. My Uncle Jack used to do it, but uh, he got a little older, and he didn't want to do it anymore. So ACS came on board, and as part of their sponsorship, they get me all my vinyl done for me and make it look pretty. Fans, we're talking to Jason Bush, last Saturday's feature winner in the Modifieds. One of the things I like best about your program is what you do with the kids. I mean, every year you're giving bikes away and you have all these special th- things for the, the future of our sport are these kids. You give you give a kid a bike and he's watching you race. You're, you're bigger than life as a hero for him. Yeah, we really enjoy doing that. And, um, you know, it's something we started probably about seven, six, seven years ago, I'd say. We started with the bikes and something I wanted to do to give back to the to the fans and, and the moms and dads that bring their kids to the track every week because 
that's our next generation of racers, hopefully. And, uh, you know, to put a smile on a kid's face is, is great. You know, we always stay after the races most of the time and I'll let the kids sit in the car and, and that brings them joy and, and they love it. Okay, Jason, we're coming up on a commercial break. Do you have any closing thoughts? Yeah, I really got to thank my wife, Tina. Um, without her help coming with me each week and, and keeping me straight at the track and, and focused and, and helping me out at the, at the track. And even if, if we get a boo-boo, she'll come down and bang body panels out with me at the shop. So without her help, um, you know, I, I'd be lost. She definitely helps me out a lot, and, and I really appreciate all of the help that she gives me. The women in racing, whether it's the mom, the wife, the sister, the girlfriend, they are the backbone of successful racing for the drivers. And you got a good one, and you're pretty lucky, and I want to thank you for taking the time to be with us tonight. Thank you, Dawn. Have a good evening. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A. J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C. J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. The month of July at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway is shaping up to be a thrilling month of entertainment at Dirt's Monster Half Mile. On Saturday, July the 1st, Falcone's Moon Township Automotive presents the Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series. The wingless daredevils fight one another to tame Dirt's Monster Half Mile. On Saturday, July the 8th, it's autograph night where everyone will get to meet the drivers and see the cars up close on the front stretch of the Speedway. Saturday, July 15th, it's the annual Herb Scott Memorial featuring the Rush Late Model Touring Series. One week later, on July 22nd, our TMT Transportation Action Event Divisions will be on display as the Rush Sportsman Modifieds join us for another visit. And the month rounds out on July 29th with the Rush Sprint Cars, headlining a TMT Transportation Action Event. Visit ppms.com today. Search PA Motor Speedway on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, home of Dirt's Monster Half Mile. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri. 
coming under a rain delay at Lernerville Speedway, and we're in the pits, and we're talking to one of our youngsters. I think Brock's 13, if I'm correct, um, the driver of the 555, called Bam Bam uh, Motorsports, be it whatever. But Brock, welcome to Rapping on Racing. Had a chance to watch you the last couple years. Uh, you told me prior to the interview you got to start in slingshots, but to jump up into a crate late model, and you're, you still haven't hit the growth spurt yet, but uh, you kind of remind me of a youngster back maybe 10 years ago, uh, Michael Lake, who kind of did the same thing. He was about 10 or 12 when he started, but what made you want to jump into a, a crate late model? Um, well, uh, I first got the opportunity to do it, um, and ever since I was a baby, you know, I would make motor noises, and I always wanted to drive a car, and I always saw the late models, and they looked so cool to me, and I always wanted to drive one, so uh, that's really what uh, made me want to get in one. For someone that's been in, and I, I actually had to create late model at one time, so what are some of the challenges? If you know, in a slingshot, you're gonna, you have your, your lead to the ground. Here, you're in a full-size car, and I'm sure the, the pedals are a little bit of a challenge for you. You have to make the pedals special to meet your size. Yeah, we had to move them forward to me. We had to move the seat forward. Um, and uh, the different competition also with the, from the slingshot to here. Um, I did race Northeast Modifieds and all of them before this, um, and I have a little bit kind of a sense um, with competition. You know, I used to race against Matt Shepard, Stuart Friesen, everybody, um, and we we battled out hard, Anthony Prego, um, and uh, so, and then uh, I kind of had a, you know, like a sense, and when I came down here, uh, there's a little bit more competition in these, and they know how to drive them more than me, and uh, so there's a lot more competition than slingshots and these. When you say a modified, you, call, you, you set more center here, you're in, you know, lower, you know, center of gravity, and again, I'm sure, you know, with your height, I, I'm sure you got the seat up, but that has to be a challenge sometimes to see it over the front of the hood um yeah not really i mean like once i'm hiked up and everything i can see straight over um and then uh in the center of the modified uh, we had a lot of adjustments in that too but uh it was a little bit you could see the front tires and these you can't the question i always ask with our youngsters today is Back in my era, we were hands-on on the car. Does your dad and I, we're going to get into Russ King Racing here in a second, do they make you work on the car so you understand what adjustments they make so that when you come in, you can say, Russ, the car is handling this way or I'm not feeling this. Oh uh, yeah, I come in and tell him what uh, needs to be changed, tight, loose, um, and he's teaching me a lot through this sh- a small portion. You know, uh, we've been only together probably uh, six or eight months now, um, and I learned a lot so far. Like I know I do a little bit of shocks, a little bit of everything, um, and, uh, and when I come in, I'll just tell him what I need and what I don't need, and then he'll just fix it for me. So the question is, someone from upstate New York, how did you get involved with Russ King? Um, so, uh, we are heading down to Charlotte, uh, we went to Will Thomas's shop, one of my dad's best friends, um, and, uh, we needed someone to wrap our car for Charlotte, and, uh, uh, Will said, well, we have a buddy, Russ King, and, uh, he came over and, uh, kind of was just like, uh, hey, like, maybe you can come work on my kid's car, and kind of said it as a joke, but later in, the, uh, that, in that two weeks we were down in Charlotte for, we were coming back, and then, uh, Russ King called my dad, and, he was like, dude, if you really want to do this deal, we can. Um, and then we just kind of pieced and pieced and pieced it together. And then we finally got together with Russ and we moved all of our stuff down there. 
when you go to Will Thomas's shop, he kind of—it's kind of like a, a Christmas factory. He's got like one of everything in there, doesn't he? Oh uh, yeah, the car I'm racing right now is one of his, um, and uh, we bought a lot of stuff off him. So uh, yeah. So he goes. So he, so he gives you this, and he goes back into the modified, and that's what Russ knows the best of. Oh uh, yeah, I mean Russ used to race uh, late models. I don't know how many years now, and uh, he's uh, one of that rookie of the year champion, and he knows a lot about modifieds, late models, everything. So it's kind of cool to have a guy like this. Listeners, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Brock Pinkers. He's a 13-year-old crate late model racer from upstate New York. And and the thing I look at is most 13-year-olds, they may be riding a bicycle on the driveway, and you're out there driving a a full fender race car, and you have an opportunity to to do this. But through this learning curve, you know, especially now with Russ, what has been the biggest challenge that that you feel that you're having, Brock? In other words, like... From I'm not saying from the slingshots, but just in the, the speed of the car, the size of the car, and just the way it feels. Uh, well, I really have no issue about that. Like um, when I hop in the car, like I I drove a 900 horsepower big block at Charlotte, and I didn't even feel like I was going fast, you know. So there's something in my eyes that people don't have that feel like they're going fast, and I feel like I'm slow, you know. So um, and at that point, like that's good for you because if you feel like you're slow, then you know, like you're you have good hands and good eye coordination, um, and that's good uh, when you're racing on slick tracks and. You know, heavy tracks, you got to turn fast, and um, so, yeah. It's nice that Russ has a notebook to be able to give to you. I was talking to Hudson O'Neill, and Hudson's not, and he's only 22, so he's not, the, he's maybe ten, nine years older than you, but, you know, he started at a young age, too, and, and he told me, you know, when we were doing an interview yesterday, the thing that he can, relies on most is Mark and uh, Steve's uh, notebook, because he's been to every track, and Russ has been to pretty much any, everything. Yeah, I mean, every track we basically show up to, there's either a Royal Outlaws race there 10 or 15 years ago when Russ was there. So basically every track we go to on this uh, Rush tour, he knows about, and that's our car's really good. Spot on. We come out of the trailer, and we don't have to do a single thing except put the wheel covers on, uh, do the air pressure, and send me out. So through the rest of the season, we're into coming into July. What would be... Rock's goal for the rest of the year? A win, some top fives, consistency? Oh, uh, well, uh, we had some consistency going until uh, uh, we went to Knox. Uh, you know, we finished 12th. Um, but my goal is, you know, uh, we're fourth in points, and my only goal this year was to finish top 10 in points, you know. So um, we've already skated that girl goal already. Um, and um, another goal, I think, is just, you know, win, win a couple more races, even win this race. Um, and uh, hopefully we can uh, succeed them goals and maybe even get up to the top three in, in points this year. So with the young age of 13, obviously, I'm just, I'm just assuming, your next step is to go into a super late model? Yeah, um, that's really my next step. Um, if not, uh, when I'm 15, uh, ARCA deal, you know, um, well, we're actually going to be going down to uh, North Carolina here. I don't even know when, but we don't know if the deal's set up yet. Uh, but maybe drive a asphalt car, try it out. I haven't really tried asphalt a lot yet, um, so it would be awesome to drive out asphalt and see what it does. Um, I'm I'm really good at uh, hammer down, not hammer down, but just tight and nice and easy on the 
steering wheel smooth um, tracks, so I feel like I could be pretty good at asphalt. And uh, yeah, that's uh, one of the things I want to hop into a Super Anarca car. The guy parked behind you, number 39 Longhorn, Timmy McCready. You know, we know him as a modified driver, but we also know him as a late model driver. But he's had some experience on the on the asphalt too at the Arca series. Yeah, I mean, uh, me and him, we we know each other. We talk a bunch of times, uh, and uh, anytime he races modifieds, we always say what's up to each other. Um, but you know, it's pretty cool now that I'm in downstate now. Now, um, down in the south, uh, racing with guys that are up from north. Uh, me and Timmy are probably the only ones here that are from up north uh, racing late miles. Well, to wrap this up, uh, I, I, so we're sitting here talking on the quad. I see a beautiful hauler and, and rig with it and, and a, a lot of uh, sponsors on there. So this is your time, Brock, to let these let our listeners know who helps sponsor Brock up and down the road. Oh, MPS, SRI, uh, Wabam, uh, Deckelman Trucking, uh, Victory Fuel, everybody, Shackleton, all the parts, um, and everybody at Pink's Links. My uncle uh, gave us seven grand this year, which um, I don't know which whose uncle will give that much money to a uh, uh, grand like that so um, I can't thank him enough it's uh, really nice to have people that really support you and um, my dad is probably the biggest sponsor of my car you know he pays for everything here um, I try my best to make the money all back you know we're starting to make the money back now you know get a couple seconds here a couple thirds um, we're making a little bit of money out of the weekend coming out um, but yeah my dad just he does everything for me my mom my mom and my dad own their business uh, together my mom really runs it. My dad goes out and paves. Um, so, uh, but yeah, uh, everybody that helped me, my sister's been here through the start. Uh, you know, she's out in graduation right now. I had to miss it, come here and race, um, which I don't know if that tells you anything. I'm dedicated to this. And we obviously made con- uh, this kind of deal to go race a late mile and miss my sister's uh, graduation. is pretty, pretty uh, not good. But uh, I FaceTimed her a couple minutes ago and we were watching her and I about had a tear come to my eye because, you know, she missed a couple races. I missed her graduation, but, you know, stuff happens. Uh, we have the best relationship ever. She's my best supporter, um, and uh, I just can't thank her enough and my whole entire family. Well, we always say myself, Don, and back in North Carolina, if it wouldn't be for the women, the mothers, the, the, the aunts, the sisters, the grandmothers they're the backbones they keep they keep you and your dad glued make sure everything's right good yeah i mean that's pretty uh pretty right like uh me and my sister will get at it here and there like we'll have a little argument about this and this and then like she'll just beat me up for some no reason like she'll get because she's older yeah yeah she'll give it to me but um you know it's just a brother and sister relationship and um if you guys don't butt heads here and there it's just not a real relationship and uh but yeah my, my mom always keeps my dad's in place like uh, she owns half of the business when I say she owns half of the business she does like all, she tells my dad go out to the job and pay this and my dad's just like okay I'll go um, so yeah once you get that growth spurt maybe you can be a little tougher with the sister yeah 
I mean, I would never hit a girl because uh, that's disrespectful, but my dad's always taught me right. Um, I, I saw you something earlier this afternoon. I was walking through, and it was very admirable for you, someone your age, young fans, whether they're you know physically challenged, people that are your age, you take the time to talk to them because your generation is the next one. You know, our generation has come and is it's going to pass us by. It's, you know, your next generation that's going to keep this sport going. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say our next generation just because, listen, I, I go to a sketchy town and, uh, like, the kids in there, listen, they're, they smoke pot and they're 13 years old and vape and all this and I'm out here doing this and I I missed 83 days this year in school and I still pass my grades and these kids go there every, 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 every day to school and don't pass. So, um... Remember, education is important. Yeah, um, like, uh, I know a couple guys, like, my dad always told me if uh, school comes first, um, and then uh, it's just, yeah, I, 83 days is a lot, but listen, I I almost stopped racing after Charlotte because I wasn't passing. I, I uh, failed the first marking period, That's and good. Uh, my dad got on me, uh, you know, and I'm still out of shape a little bit, but I was more out of shape. Ten laps, I would start breathing heavily, blah, 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 this and that, and uh, my dad got on me about that. we got to start watching what I eat now, and uh, well, we got all them haters down Golden Isles, Charlotte, all of them t talking about how overweight, blah, 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 this, I suck at racing, um, and it, I'm proving them wrong now. And, uh, so you, you, what you're telling me, Brock, you a little bit of left side, too, too much left side weight? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, like like I said, I missed almost 83 days again, and uh, failed the first marking period, which not, was not good, and then uh, made high honor roll every single marking period after that went to the gym every day uh did everything everything that my dad said and it's starting to pay off now well make me a promise when i see you i assume you're going to be down at the pittsburgher yep uh come end of october let me see uh maybe I, i'm a little bit probably too to do some wind sprints with you but we'll see how we both are doing okay right, yep. well brack brock for myself and don thank you for your view it's been quite an enjoyable one i'm sure our listeners are going to get quite a, a chuckle out of this one so yeah. best of luck this weekend and the rest of the season. Yep, thank you. Number One Cochrane has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away. Number one, Cochrane. See it all at Cochrane.com. 
every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania. Their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. And now more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Howie Bayless. Racehands, right now we're going to grab a word with one of the greatest of all time on asphalt from the Jennerstown Speedway and Motordrome Speedway gentleman who won over 10 championships in the modifieds and street stocks right now we're going to grab a word with the pilot of the kimberly contracting pro stock at jennerstown speedway mr adam kostelnik adam welcome to rapid on racing i didn't know it was the greatest of all time but uh, uh thanks holly it's good to have an interview here with you on a nice day hopefully the rain stays away so far so good now adam you started your racing career back in the mid-90s as a crewman on Mike Bacalon's street stock car and hold on, I'm going to let this car go by back in the 90s and you've been racing since what, 1997? Yeah, 97 was my first year I ran Motordrome and been doing it now, you know, whatever 25 years, it's, it goes by fast, you know what I mean, won a lot of races lost a lot, a lot more than I'd won but uh, it's been good to me, you know what I mean it's my life, it's my passion yeah, that's what I like to do. Now, one thing with you was you did a lot on your own. Back your first two championships in the street stocks, those were in an Adam Kostelnik-owned car, and then you caught the eye of the Viglione's, and it seemed like once you made your debut in a modified, it was pure magic. I mean, your first night you won, and you and the Viglione's, six straight championships in six years of driving for them. What was it like to have that kind of success uh what was like i said the first two championships i had were nice because there was just me you know i mean and dave schlesinger helped me out and but it was so much work and then once i got involved with uh viglione's i mean bobby bench drove the car he retired i worked for bobby and uh so that's how i kind of got the ride but it was just success it was you know right time and for everything you know i mean like you know with harry lazader building the motors and buzzy viglione you know what I mean? Showing me just different ways. Just all three of us clicked so good. And it was that car never went to the track not being perfect. And it was just great success right away. And, you know what I mean? Like, all things come to an end. And it was a shame. But, you know what I mean? Like, six championships in a row, you can't complain about that. And from the outside, it looks like it was perfect. I mean, you know, but I know you've always been a guy who always want to control your own destiny, whether that be with you know deciding on if we're going to race where we're going to race what we're going to race and you know you proved yourself as a hired gun but you also made a great name for yourself as a chassis builder with the ak chassis yeah I, after viglion's like i said you know, i mean even after winning six championships just 
I don't know, it wasn't fun to me. It wasn't a challenge. And uh, so I hooked up with Howie here and, and Scott Aiello and, and Anthony Aiello was coming along. And, you know what I mean, he was 15, so I kind of took him under my wing and we built him a charger car. And I, I always like challenges and passing the knowledge on, you know what I mean? Like, same thing Mike did with me. He showed me how to build a race car, showed me how to build a safe car, use a budget. You know, Buzzy showed me little, you know, how to make everything nice and neat and be precise working. Harry showed me how to, you know, adjust valves and tweak a motor. And it just, I always like challenging myself to do something next. You know what I mean? Like, and bring along Anthony and he looked, I mean, he's better than me now. So, you know, and, uh, you know, same with my brother, teaching my brother, all that stuff. And then he taught Shelp, Steve Sheltman and look at all the success he had. And then I hooked up with AJ Poljack and that was like a marriage. Perfect. You know, he did motors. I did cars. And I mean, it was a perfect marriage. What do you take more pride in, yourself as the driver or building a car or your protégés who have had tremendous success? I mean, you look at A.J. Poljack. He went undefeated one year in a division at Motordrome Speedway, something that I believe only Bob Waring Sr. did and something that, you know, with all your accolades, you never did. Yeah, actually, I've I've better I've more pride in helping people do it. You know what I mean? Like I know if I, I'm behind the wheel, you know what I mean? Like I could control that, but when I I'm not driving, I have to work harder, be more prepared, and I'm more more happy of all the people that have helped. You know what I mean? Angie Kimberly, Dale Kimberly, my brother Steve Sheltman, AJ, you know, Anthony Aiello speaks for himself. You know what I mean? All the championships and wins he got, Scott Aiello. Yeah, I mean, Matt Gardner, Jimmy Stokes. I mean, the list is just endless of the, the people I've seen win. They, they've won more races than I have, and I'm more proud of that than I am all the races that I won myself. What does the future hold? Do you want to keep on racing, or, you know, would you like to go in and do the mentoring and become like a next Bill Audi? I mean, it seems like there's a lot of Bill Audi in you to the fact that Bill was the type of guy, if he saw somebody doing something wrong, he even if he was battling them for a championship or battling their his son for a championship, he'd go over and help them work on their car. And that's kind of like you. Yeah, honestly, just to be compared to Bill Audi is a is a great honor. You know what I mean? Like, me and Barry always get, say, you know what I mean? Like, he takes care of late malls. I take care of chargers and street stocks. And, you know, just to be compared to Bill Audi is, is awesome and a, and a great honor. But uh, I don't know, you know what I mean? Like right now, you know what I mean? The McGill's work out of my garage and them two, are, they're young. And I, I'm always going to race. I'm never going to stop. You know what I mean? Sooner or later, you know what I mean? I won't be able to drive no more. But I, I have more fun working on them than I do driving. You know, like, I don't know. Like even this pro stock we got now, it's an older chassis. And, uh, you know what I mean? A month before race season, we just picked it up. You know what I mean? I'm putting my interior in the car and they're practicing. But we're finally catching up with it. But I like a challenge. Yeah, I mean, so for me to drive, I'm done winning championships. I just care about winning races and helping everybody else win races, and they can win the championships. Now, you've won from everything, including an asphalt late model to a dirt charger. Is there one win out of all those that maybe just jumps out to you as being, I don't know, a little more special or, I don't want to say significant because they're all significant, but is there one that just you know, maybe shocked you getting? Um, honestly, you know, the, the, I still remember the first one in, in 98, you know what I mean? Like it was yesterday, you know, racing Doug Shaw, so I chopped him off to win the race. We were wrecking or winning. 
the first one, um, you know what I mean? Like the one dirt win, you know what I mean? I, I'm horrible on dirt, and I had to just get that one dirt win. I, and everybody's like, you're, you're running late model the night before. And I'm like, well, you know what I mean? I, we kind of picked it out. The guy wasn't going to be there. They always won in the hobby stock, and I won. Uh, but that, they're all important, you know what I mean? Like I said, not the first one sticks out the most, you know what I mean? Because it wasn't expected, you know what I mean? And and now, you know what I mean, 156 later, you know what I mean? 157 later. So they're all the same, you know what I mean? Still enjoy doing it, you know what I mean? Like the challenge, you know what I mean? This pro stock class is really tough, you know what I mean? Like if you win in this class, you deserve it. Now, would you like to go back up into the asphalt late models or been there, done that, no need to do it again? Been there, done that, never do it again. It's too much competition. You know I mean? Too much work with money, spring, the shock bumps and, and 10 inch tires. And I think a lot of it, I had back issues when I was driving the, the late models with the G Force. You know what I mean? And I just, I think that's a part of the problem, but it's just the late models with the, the tires and the, and the shocks. I just never will do it again. Is there anybody you'd like to go ahead and thank as we conclude our interview? Yeah, there, there's so many people I got to thank. You know what I mean? Like, got to thank the Kimberly family, you know, Dell, Angie, Tyler, Diane, you know what I mean, Dave Martinelli. Uh, got to thank Mark Catone, you know what I mean? I got a Hall of Famer helping me, crew chief and with me. He drives me crazy once in a while, but it's all good. We relate really good. Uh, Bill Haverjack, you know what I mean? The ILOs, you know what I mean? Anthony and Scott. I got to thank you, Howie. You know what I mean? You put me in a modified, and we built a lot of success, you know what I mean? And, and we still still do that again. Uh, you know I mean? Kimberly Contracting, Martin Alley Auto Service, Stan's Transmission. I got to thank the Bentz family, the Viglione family. You know what I mean? Like, my career's been, you know what I mean? I've been around a lot of good people. You know what I mean? Mike Backlund's another one. The list is just endless, you know? So, you know, my little brother, got to thank him. He puts up with me, too. He still helps me time to time. But, you know, if anybody, you know what I mean? Like I said, everybody that's always helped me, I appreciate it. Thank you. you know I mean, like I said, I'm always there to help everybody. You know what I mean? Especially you, Holly. Like, you, you've put up with me for a long time. And, and that's not easy to do to anybody to put up with me. You know what I mean? Like, old man Haberjack, he yells at me more than anybody I think ever yells at me. But I respect him. And, you know what I mean? Like, he's there every day with me. And I told him, I said, something happens to him, I'm done racing. I'm going to just strictly crew race hands be sure to keep your eye on the pilot of the kimberly contracting sns auto body aiello automotive car number 22 mr adam kostelnik thanks howie thanks uh everybody wrapping on racing don gamble I, like they always say i mean there's not don gamble is like the godfather of local short track racing and he deserves more accolades than anybody because he's done more for local racing than anybody has. You know I mean, same way Howie, guys like Howie, Mike Lazikowski, Tyler Harris does a great job at Pittsburgh. I want to thank all them guys because there's there's more racers and less guys like that. But the number one man is Don Gamble. He's done more for asphalt race or local racing in Western Pennsylvania than anybody else. Just really want to thank you, Don. Well, on behalf of Don, thank you, Adam. Thanks. The month of July at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway is shaping up to be a thrilling month of entertainment at Dirt's Monster Half Mile. On Saturday, July the 1st, Falcone's Moon Township Automotive presents the Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series. The wingless daredevils fight one another to tame Dirt's Monster Half Mile. On Saturday, July the 8th, it's autograph night where everyone will get to meet the drivers and see the cars up close on the front stretch of the Speedway. Saturday, July 15th, it's the annual Herb Scott Memorial featuring the Rush Late Model Touring Series. One week later, on July 22nd, our TMT Transportation Action Event Divisions will be on display as the Rush Sportsman Modifieds join us for another visit. 
And the month rounds out on July 29th with the Rush Sprint Cars, headlining a TMT transportation action event. Visit ppms.com today. Search PA Motor Speedway on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, home of Dirt's Monster Half Mile. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact fine. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A., J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C., J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. And now more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Howie Bayless. Race fans, right now we're going to grab a word with the Racing Burkholder brothers. They compete up at the Jennerstown Speedway. Kyle in the Pro Stocks, Kenny in the Chargers. And welcome to Rapid on Racing, guys. Thanks, Howie. Thanks for having Thanks for taking time out of your day to, for this interview. We're going to start first with Kyle. Kyle? You made the switch. Well, let's talk about Burkholder Race. You guys started back in 1999 in the go-karts and around, oh, what was it, 2008, you guys debuted up at the Roaring Knob. I'm sorry, 2004. 2008 when we got our new Sorry. 2004, you guys debuted up at Roaring Knob Motorsports Complex. And in 2008, Bill Audie built you guys a couple of new cars. So I apologize for the error. And... You started racing then. Your brother had four years' experience on you. And now you're running the Pro Stock here at Jennerstown. 
what do you enjoy more, dirt or asphalt racing? Asphalt's a lot cleaner. Um, dirt, it's a little bit more forgiving on you know, handling and things like that. But um, uh, asphalt's pretty fun. It's you know, it's all handling. You got to have the car like perfect. It seems like and just a little bit off can screw your night up pretty big. So they both got their pros and cons. Either one's really fun. And it was always fun to watch you and your brother out there racing against each other on the dirt. And then when you guys came to asphalt, I guess. I don't want to say you were the guinea pig, but you decided to come asphalt before. Oh, you came first? No, no, no. no. Okay, I was right. Kyle, you came first, and you liked it so much, you made the move up into the pro stock. You said, well, I have a perfectly good car there. So you went to your older brother and said, you want to dust off a fire soon, come back racing. And your family has a lot of heritage in both dirt and asphalt. Your grandfather, Bob Arsenberger, won big races at Jennerstown Speedway on asphalt features down at Motordrome, and a lot of dirt races, including a track championship at Roaring Knob. So it's kind of cool that you guys were both racing on both surf surfaces, just like your grandfather did. Yeah, it was um, something new to try, and it, it worked out. It was fun, and we were enjoying it, and Pro Stock Division came about, and uh, it was more Pap's idea than it was mine. He was, you know, wanted us in it, and so we got one, and, uh, you know, maybe we'll get another one someday. I don't know. We'll see. Now, when it came time for you to make the move into racing, obviously you were racing against your brother, and he took the family number of 26. You took the next available number, which was 27, which is when your pap actually ran two cars, his second car was number 27 at the end when uh, your uncle Chris Sanders was driving for him. Is that where your number 27 came from? Yeah, it just fit. You know, they were 26 and 27, and that, so that was just kind of what I picked. And now we're going to grab a word with Kai, or, uh, Kenny Burkholder. Kenny, you uh, had a very successful career on dirt. And when you made, retired, you said you were done. And uh, you made your car into a tribute to your racing career. I believe it's still in your old decal design sitting in your house. And uh, what made you decide? I mean, you came up here with your brother up to Jennerstown and Next thing I know, you're driving his car. Uh, I just, I guess I couldn't get it out of it, out of, out of the blood, I guess. And so, seat came open, and I'm enjoying it. And same question for you. What do you enjoy more, the dirt or asphalt? And on the asphalt, let's remember, you're a hired gun now. You're driving for your brother. Yeah. Ah, I like the asphalt more out of the two because Sundays are a lot easier cleanup day than... Uh, in the dirt days but no they both have they're both great i enjoyed both of them and i'm enjoying this part of it now i have a question for you what do you enjoy most about racing getting to see your family every weekend or the competition against the other people it's got to be family time i mean we work on them all week together all five of us uh, girlfriends wives sister they're you know we're all in it together we all Put a lot of time into it, so that's the best part about it. Now I have one question for both of you. How did you manage to keep younger brother Colby from uh, getting behind the wheel? He's probably the best one out of the both, of, or out of the three of us. But a uh, couple concussions at a young age kind of sidelined him, and now he's the best spotter here and probably in the state. So he's good at everything he does. The PR for us. I mean, he's he's our biggest cheerleader, and he does the best work out of all of us, probably. And 
Kyle, between the Pro Stock, which is a late model chassis, and your Charger, which is a stock frame, were you able to take anything that you learned racing here at on the asphalt at Jennerstown when you got that Pro Stock? And more importantly, your family, they used to run in the late models with Bob. Any of those notes available, would they help you with the car, or technology's just changed that much? I think the technology's changed, you know, a lot, and these cars are a little bit different, uh, just the way that the suspension is set up and stuff on them. But um, they're similar. That you got to remember that was 20 years ago. They don't remember a whole heck of a lot. Some things do come back to mind, but um, um, uh, yeah, you ask about the Charger car to the Pro Stock and, and everything. It, it doesn't matter if it's you know from go kart racing and everything. You just keep building that um, you know that resume or whatever, and you take take a little bit from each thing and, and add it on. I think the Pro Stock's easier to drive than the Charger car, and it's more like a go-kart, really. It's, you know, just high speed, and you got to keep your momentum. That's the biggest thing. Would you say that's the most important thing with the crate motor? Because since you guys have come asphalt, you both have just run the crate motors, and does it take you back to your go-kart days of, you know, not turning the wheel as much, and you don't have that power like you had on dirt to correct the car out? Yeah, sure. That's... Um asphalt's definitely more that way you know it's everything's momentum driven and that's how a go-kart is when you're five years old or six years old and you, you know you can figure out the difference between being sideways and being more straight in the turn and keeping your momentum up you know if you just keep adding to that throughout your years you're going to be good so you know that's kind of the idea is to, to keep your momentum through the turns and down a straightaway and you know what line you need to use to pass a car and keep your momentum and that's all something we learn you know clear back in go-kart racing and you guys always raced together as a family. It didn't matter. I mean, your mom and dad would tow you guys up to Roaring Knob on that big open trailer. And uh, it just seems like no matter what, you two have a very unique relationship. You could get in a wreck with each other and walk right back and then, you know, okay, what do we need to fix your car? It's what my car needs. There's no brother conflict, it seems like, between you guys. Is that right, Kenny? Ah, that's right. That's uh, that's how it always was. Mom always said she'd sell everything if we started fighting with each other, so we had to get along. And yeah, yeah, that's a good point, right? Yeah, you always had to help each other fix it, so you know you didn't want to wreck each other because then you knew you had to fix it in the shop that week. What was it like going to the track? And your path, Bob Archberger, always had real fast cars, and even that. He was a senior driver when you guys started going to the races. But, you know, he'd come up here. He won the 200 lap or two years in a row. And what was it like growing up, you know, with your pap, one of the top asphalt late model drivers here? I don't think we realized that. You know, pap race, he was good. I, I mean, he quit racing asphalt when I was seven years old. That's when I started racing go-karts, so. Uh, I mean, I guess you just don't realize it. You know, you walk in the big garage and a big red hauler sitting there and everything's clean. Look like, you know, about the next best thing to a cup shop or something. And um, you just didn't realize people did. Not everybody did it that way. You know, that's kind of what you thought when you were little, that everybody's was like that. But it was just something special that you just kind of took for granted, I guess. And Kenny, does Pap let you use the big shop now or are you guys still out in the front one? Uh, we had the big shop when we raced dirt. That's where the cars were at. But we moved, we moved down the road just a little piece down to where their body shop's at now, and it's a, it's just a little bit quieter down there. 
He moved into the body shop. Is that his way of saying you guys are rough on bodies? <laughs> no, no. It was just we had a lapse there for a couple of years where the, we didn't race anything, you know. And when we started back up, we all the stuff was down in that garage that we needed, our stuff. And so we just moved down there. And more importantly, what is it like driving for your younger brother? Does he pull rank on you? Like, you know, if you don't put the shop time in, I'm booting you out. I just hope he doesn't fire me. <laughs> you gonna fire him? I've threatened before, but no, I don't think. Hey guys, now's a chance for you to go ahead and thank everybody who helped make Burkholder Racing possible. Who, who wants to go first? I just want to thank uh, you know, my parents and my grandparents and everything because they definitely was the biggest start and my wife for dealing with me and all our partners. I mean, Arsenberg Trucking, Morocco Welding, Hall's Handyman, New Centerville Stove, um, Penn Summit Insurance has been there for a long time, Bigums uh, Auto Service, Cornwell Tools, Bill Veggio, um, yeah, Hendrix Taxidermy, Mays Country Kitchens. Uh, I know I'm missing somebody. Um, I think that's about it on my car. But just, there's been so many people over the years that have helped us. And Barry Audie, he, he's definitely helped us on this asphalt deal. Um, without him, we'd be out to lunch on this pro stock without a doubt. But um, just everybody's helped us out. It, it means a lot. And we've had a lot of success because of all the help we got. And this question's going to go to Ken. You know, I talked about you guys being the offspring of Bob Arsenberger. And now, I don't know the best way to put it, but I'll throw it out there. You and your brother are reproducing. And... Right now, it looks like you're coming up with the cheerleaders versus the drivers. You see your girls starting to get involved into the cars when they get older? Well, there's two go-karts sitting in the garage still from our go-karting days, so you never know. <laughs> hey, I want to thank you guys for taking time out of your race day for this interview. And uh, be sure to keep your eyes on Kyle and the number 27 Arsenberger Trucking Pro Stock and the Bingham Auto Service number 26, Kenny Burkholder. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Howie. Thanks, Allie. Number One Cochrane has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store. Or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away. Number one, Cochrane. See it all at Cochrane.com. The month of July at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway is shaping up to be a thrilling month of entertainment at Dirt's Monster Half Mile. On Saturday, July the 1st, Falcone's Moon Township Automotive presents the Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series. The wingless daredevils fight one another to tame Dirt's Monster Half Mile. On Saturday, July the 8th, it's autograph night 
where everyone will get to meet the drivers and see the cars up close on the front stretch of the Speedway. Saturday, July 15th, it's the annual Herb Scott Memorial featuring the Rush Late Model Touring Series. One week later, on July 22nd, our TMT Transportation Action Event Divisions will be on display as the Rush Sportsman Modifieds join us for another visit. And the month rounds out on July 29th with the Rush Sprint Cars, headlining a TMT Transportation Action Event. Visit ppms.com today. Search PA Motor Speedway on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, home of Dirt's Monster Half Mile. Thanks for tuning in to Rappin' on Racing. I'm Lenny Baticki. Coming up next, a recording we did for PRN's At The Track. Check it out. And joining us now on the ProFabrication.com hotline, first-time feature winner in the 270 Winged Micro Sprints, Natalie Brannon. Hey, Natalie, welcome to the show. Goods Raceway produces some great racing uh, there. And I haven't seen your name up top. And, boy, when uh, I did, I started researching, and that looked like a heck of a victory. Um, Starting on the pole, um, how did the the race run run for you? Uh, Did you lead every lap? Uh, no, actually on the start, I jumped the start just a little too early. I hit before the cone, I started and then they called it. So I started third then, but then I fell back to fifth after like two or three laps. I finally passed fourth and then third just came along just like, I just kept running them down. And then first place pulled off because something happened. I'm not sure what first place after that who was in second before i was just catching up to him and then the lap car came along it slowed him down a little and i just finally passed him wow so there was like two laps to go two laps to go and our guest of the profabrication.com hotline natalie brannon takes the checkers at goods raceway the 270 winged micro sprint how, how does that win feel on the spectrum? You know, you've been racing a few years, I could see, in your uh, social media and such. Is this more relief, more excitement? Where where does it fall? More excitement because the 270 is a tougher car with the shifting and all that. And it's a lot of older guys in my division. So just to finally beat them, it's just an exciting moment for me. <laughs> Natalie Brandon, it must have been because uh, the social media lit up and our guests of the profabrication.com hotline taking the, taking the win of the 270 winged micro sprints in Goods Raceway. Speaking of profabrication, headers exhaust all the parts and pieces that go with it just a click of a mouse away at profabrication.com. They make headers that exhaust for micro sprints, midgets, and all kinds of vehicles like that. So check out profabrication.com. And our guest, Natalie Brandon, on the line. You know, uh, you know, with racing and racing against a lot of similar people over the course of time, you know, when did this first win really start to become a reality for you? When did you feel confident that soon you were going to get this win? As soon as I saw who was in before, I feel, and then finally, like on the one lap, I was almost bumping his tail tank, his like bumper, so I just went for it in the next lap and then finally passed him. And I was screaming in my car the rest of the race. <laughs> <laughs> Natalie Brandon, first dive feature winner, screaming in her car after she made the uh, final laps past on the uh, 270 winged micro sprint race that uh, she took last weekend. After after you uh, you, you kind of went in and out a little bit, but it, you saw the driver 
uh, in your in your you know uh, ahead of you and and knew and had confidence that you could get around that driver? Is that what happened as the laps were yeah, r- winding down? Yeah, because I've beat him before, so I was like, you know, I I feel like I could beat him now. <laughs> wow! So you're able to to do it? You go inside? You go outside? How'd you make the move? I went inside. Wow! Uh, was was that? A little more, uh, you know, risky and exciting or, uh, you know, were you uh, just thinking, well, I'll surprise them. Where, where, how did you make the decision to go to the inside? Well, so I started up high in the turn and I just dove low. And then like halfway through the turn, I started peeking up and then coming on the straightaway. I passed him. But it's like scary passing on the inside because I'm scared they're just going to shove me right into the tires. What does this do for you? You know, does it make you that much more confident, more ready to uh, take two or three in a row? Yeah, I feel like I'm like ready now. I just got to learn how to pass Todd and Brian. Where um where do folks find you on the internet? Uh you know, you got t-shirts, you got hats, koozies. You know, where can folks at least start to know more about you and uh, become fans of uh, Natalie Brandon? Well, we all we have a Facebook post called Brandon Racing. Um we just started making shirts. We haven't had like a mass like make yet. We only have like just for like family and close friends, but I feel like soon we're going to have to start making shirts. Yep. Time time to uh, go to the screen printer, get some uh, some fine cotton, and uh, put that logo out there in your name. And she has done well doing that so far. Natalie Brandon taking victory in the 270 winged micro sprint division for the first time in her career. She did it at Goods Raceway. Congratulations, Natalie. Thanks for joining us. And fans, stay with us. We'll be right back with more of PRN at the track. Business owners, if your ad was here, our listeners could find out about your company. Speedway Productions has several advertising packages to fit your budget. Rappin' on Racing airs live at iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, RappinOnRacing.com, or Hulu Television. You can also listen on your computer, iPhone, or iPad. Don and his co-hosts present the good, the bad, and the ugly of local racing. The two-hour show features local track reports, special guests, driver interviews, and all of the national racing news. Check out the show and let us know if you are interested in becoming a marketing partner. For additional information, call 412-999-6625 or email rappinonracing at gmail.com. Back in one of the season down there in Victory Lane, and he is... uh Going to be interviewed by Eric Westendorf, a former two-time champion of the Sportsman Rush Sportsman Modified Touring Series and Weekly Series Championship. Crummert will be getting out of the car, number 29. And when you're ready, Eric, you can take it away. He's out of the car. Let's let him hear you, Garrett Crummert. Garrett, congratulations. Heck of a run there on the previous restart. You chose the bottom. Why'd you choose the outside for that last restart? Well, Will drove by me there on the top, you know, running that middle. So when the caution came out, I figured I better protect there. I think the bottom was going away. It was starting to shine off a little bit, and it wasn't as good as early in the race. So I figured well, I got one shot. So uh, last weekend off for the Firecracker, come right back as the points leader and Stan and Terry Bowser excavating victory lane. Yeah, man, we've had an unbelievable season, honestly. If we can, uh, <laughs> I don't know, it's so hard because you want to you win every week. You know, we come here to win every week, but... Um, Typically, we only win two or three races a year. I think we've won four or five already, so it's, it's, it's been a hell of a season. And tough competition. There's seven, eight, ten guys that can win in this division every Friday night. Uh, starting position is important, um, but got a great car, great sponsors, great crew. Who all makes it possible? 
Yeah, man, it, uh, this, this division's tough, right? We don't get a ton of cars, but there's, like you said, eight or nine, ten guys that can win every night. So it's, uh, I think tonight was the first repeat winner all season, right? So it, uh, there's definitely a lot of good cars. Um, I got a lot of people to thank. I got, uh, first of all, I got to thank my wife, my mom and dad, my crew chief, Ryan, his wife, Amy, Jordan, Mike, um, Tyre Matt, he probably didn't walk down there. He's up there. Um, Randy Snyder's been helping us the last few weeks. And honestly, to run two cars like this all the time, it takes a mountain of people. So I got to thank all them. Um, I think Mark Doherty's floating around here, MD Landscaping, um, Dig Shocks, Brandon Plank, man, I, I can't say enough good things about him, um, Randy Williamson, Chuck CC, just everybody that helps. Congratulations on another big feature win. Second of the season and your points leader. How about a big hand for Garrett Crummer? All right, ladies and gentlemen, jamming Johnny Mollick. That number four, Jay Carr, the Ohioan coming in tonight, picking up his fifth career win, second of the season on the Rush Series. There he is, ladies and gentlemen. Give that man a round of applause. John Mollick. Well, John, I would just say, wow. That was a hell of a run. It was a stretchy, scary. I'm glad that one was over race. Wow. Turn four with Salvas on the edge a couple times there, but we got it done. At one point, you had a six-second lead. I don't know if you know that or not, but it was this car was on a rail. What was different tonight? My guys have been tweaking on this, tweaking on this, tweaking on this thing for weeks now. We finally found something that fits me, fits the car. We're just rolling with it. Who would you like to thank for the run, John? Uh, i got to thank my car owner, Scott, my wife, Kim, my guy, Rick. It's turning the wrenches on this thing. He's doing a great job. i got to thank Duda Cable on this thing. i got Pelosi Racing on here. Uh, we got jet engines on here, Dutch Run Coal, uh, Salina in. I think that's about it. So thank them guys very much. I also thank the crowd a lot for staying here and watching the race. Why do you like to run these cars, John? You know what? These things, you can't mess them up. Late models about technology and who has the technology. These things don't really do anything, so you got to kind of fit them to the driver. Uh, and there's not a lot of technology. You can't pick up the phone on Monday and try to make them faster. You just got to keep working at it, working at it, working at it. Looks like you're having fun. Yes, that's probably the most fun I've had in a long time. Congratulations, John. We'll get some shots in there. Ladies and gentlemen, John Malik. Cole Holden. Well, young man. That was a great run. A big smile on your face. You got to be thrilled with this run here tonight. Yeah. Um, I mean, the car was just working great, really. Um, really all night. It was it was just great. Um, hot laps, heat race feature. It's been a while since I've been in victory lane here at Lernerville, so it just feels great to be back. I was saying you had two wins at Raceway 7 this year. Friday night lights looks like the night of the wins for uh, your team, huh? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, I guess we just do better on Fridays, huh? So maybe we can get Sharon to switch to Fridays and get a win there, too. <laughs> Who would you like to thank for the run here tonight, Cole? Um, first of all, my crew, my dad, Dana Holden, um, uh, Bill Stitzinger, um, Paul Campbell, um, my girlfriend, Elise, uh, Scott Hartman, um, and then, of course, my sponsors, Holden Resources, um, Blackhawk Energy, Cargo Auto Parts, Baker Motorsports, and Troy Dirt Cars. Why do you like running these Sportsman Modifieds, Cole? Um, really, it's just a really great um, affordable class. It provides really great racing. Um, it's just it's just always been probably the best option out there, I think, for, for affordable racing. And so we keep coming back every year, and we keep liking it. So it's a great class. Congratulations on your third win. You're climbing the points to catch up to that Cipriano kid who finished in second behind you tonight, but great job. 
Yes, thank you. Let's hear it one more time, folks, for Cole Holden, your winner here tonight. Give him a big round of applause. We'll get some uh, victory lane shots down here. Now officially Terry Bowser excavating Victor Lane back to the cage with the steering wheel. First time Boss Feature winner, Ricky Lewis. While they work on the champagne bottle, Ricky, you guys put on a hell of a show in the heat race and the show continued in the feature. Yeah, I love this place, man. I hope we come back. I hope everyone can uh, get over whatever issues they had because I love this place and uh, I liked it the first time I came here. Last year really just didn't suit my style, but this it really did, and uh, I mean, whole time you think they're right on you, but they're not. You know, I got after the check, I got sideways and didn't realize the lead I had. I mean, man, that thing was so good. This thing's really good around the top. This is the second race in a row we've won with this thing. Um, man, it's badass. I just love these race cars, and uh, Dave's building awesome motors. You know, we've struggled a little bit last year, and uh, they 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 didn't give up on me. They you know continued to race with me this year, and uh, our speed has shown every single night. So. Uh, Guys, because I won tonight, Kehlani will be down there in a second with the dog selling t-shirts. It's $5 off, whatever you guys want. Uh, we got a lot of cool stuff down there, bass shirts, and uh, I don't know about if any of you cowboys out there, bass fish, but uh, yeah, it's uh, this has been a heck of a year. I'm, I'm speechless. Your uh, sponsors, crew, everyone that makes it possible. Yeah, obviously Dave Stens, Beth, Mike, my buddy Mikey, he came out here with me from California. He's only supposed to be here a week. He's still here. It's been six months, but uh, I reckon he likes it. So uh, Kehlani, she sells search every night. Uh, Aaron Fry for for letting me bug him just about every single day of the week. I call his phone and uh, just to BS with him because he's turned out to be a good friend of mine. So uh, yeah, obviously Morris Farms. I got on the race car, Jazz Products, Physical Medicine Consultant. Uh, yeah, I'm getting out of work. Go wet. You can go wet. I'm going to stay dry. I want another big hand for Ricky Lewis. Take them 
dream to thee Today. Sweet land of liberty Today. Of the I sing Today. Of the I sing Today State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program was brought to you in part by our marketing partners. Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States. Have a great week and be sure to tune in for another installment of Rappin' on Racing. Stand on it. Come on, y'all. Stand on it.